happen to find ourselves alive during this full of activity. There's things going on all the time. And now that we have greater access to seeing them happen in front of us, it gets confusing and sometimes painful. But in the end, love sets it all free. So let's love. That's the only answer. Welcome to Meet the Mondays, a show about the wins and losses on the road to success. I'm your host, Cristian Portilla, and today I'm in the studio with Z. Um, this episode is going to be a little bit different because these are actually my favorite types of stories to tell, the ones that are human interest pieces, the ones that really tell the stories of people um, and give us all like a better understanding of each other. And so welcome, Z. Thank you. Thank you, Christine. I'm so happy Thanks to have you. Thanks for having me today. Yeah. So I guess let's get started by like, how did you end up in St. Pete? <laughs> like, what brings you over here to this side of town? Uh, well, I found the beautiful beaches of St. Pete in 2013, okay. nine years ago, uh, when I was attending college at St. Pete College. And then I started my real estate business and I started to sell real estate homes and condos on the St. Pete Beach. and all the way to Clearwater, and then I learned about downtown St. Petersburg, and then I got more involved in the in this community. Yeah. And now it has been nine years living here, and made a lot of good friends, and now I can, uh, now I feel great, or I should say I feel loved when I call St. Pete home. Yeah, we uh, live in paradise. It is, it is We're beautiful. We're so lucky. It is, uh, it is, I mean, I talk with a lot of my clients that they move from all over the country, from New York to Ohio to Michigan to California and Texas. Mm -hmm. And I have a cousin live in Houston. Okay. So when they come to Florida and they are like, <laughs> what is going on? And, or I take pictures of the sunsets from the beach, I share it with them. And then they are like, where are you? We literally I... <laughs> live on like a mag... I feel like I'm on a magical island yes. in the middle oh, of like... Because yes. the sun... Like, you know how the sky yeah. sets here and it's always like cotton candy, like pink and yeah. purple. Yeah. Um, it's funny because I was telling Zach, the owner of the studio, um, that I feel like it's very like mystical here. Like there's a lot of energy it around has. here. It has good energy and St. Mm -hmm. Peter's famous for the Sunshine City. Yeah. Sin they call it the St. Sun Peter. You are my sunshine. Really? Yeah, you didn't know no, that. No, I didn't. Yeah, so they, they, we call us Saint Pete. You are my sunshine. Oh, Saint I Pete love that. Saint Pete is the sunshine city. That's almost 366 days of sunshine here. And if it rains, it rains for like a quick. It is a quick rain that comes and goes. And that's and, it. Uh, yeah, there maybe like unless it is a storm coming, and right. that is separate. But yeah. and also I love the palm trees. I love the sunshine. I love the beach. Uh, it is, I mean. Uh, growing up or born in Kabul, Afghanistan, and now living in St. Pete nine years, from the mountains to the beach. Right. I mean, it's quite a difference, but yeah. but I feel like, I never felt like, uh, I felt like this was meant to be for me. Yeah. And uh, this yeah. was something that 
And I'm glad to see everybody loves it and people come here and enjoy. They're, and a bunch of people, they come here, they moved from in the last two years since yeah. the COVID happened. I mean, you can barely find a place to buy here. <laughs> I know. Listen, we're not even going to talk about yep. me trying to find my apartment. <laughs> I was like, am I looking at places in Brickell? Yeah, this is crazy. That is, that is what's happening. I yeah. mean, that is what's happening. But you know what? I can see why. Um, because now that I'm here, I really, truly feel like, I feel kind of like how you feel. Like, I'm yeah. I'm supposed to be here. Like, this place is definitely yeah. has, like, for me, at least, very, like, healing energy. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know... For the things that I've been going through for yeah. the last year. Oh, yeah. And the beautiful, two. beautiful uh, art galleries, oh, museums. Oh, and the street art, art. Listen, you know what? Let's not talk about it before <laughs> more people find out that they're all going to be flocking yeah. to here. Yeah. But um, I guess I want to talk about your childhood. Tell me, you know, yeah. where you were born um, and, and how your life as a child was growing up. Well, uh, not everyone is lucky like here that they were born in the United States and they have a peaceful life. They, I was born in Kabul, uh, 1990, and that time uh, Russia uh, occupation was over. I mean, they were gone from Afghanistan, but Afghanistan was going through a turmoil of uh, jihadi groups fighting between each other to get the power. And unfortunately, I grew up watching the people are fleeing the country, the beautiful city of Kabul is burning. Yeah. Uh, rockets are coming from everywhere. Uh, you're seeing that uh, beautiful schools and hospitals and uh, office buildings and or or streets are being bombed and uh, or houses are getting burned and people are losing their family members. I lost my family members. I lost my uncle. I lost a lot of our relatives, our friends, our neighbors. So I kind of grew up on that situation. I was a young kid that I was shot at in the head, and the bullet hit my right here and hit the wall, and and I'm alive, and I know there was a reason God kept me alive. And, wow, uh, And uh, I, I mean, a lot of people were like, wow, how he is alive. And uh, I mean, on the medical, or I should uh, say on the physical of my head, Maybe I'm thinking that since I was a very young kid, the brain was not developed enough, and it didn't touch the brain that went through the skull. And, How uh, old were you? Uh, probably four. Very young. And, uh, oh, my God. And, uh, I mean, I, uh, it is kind of like a, like a movie in my head now, that scenery. Yeah. And, uh, but, I mean, hey, I am alive here. And, yeah, thank God. Uh, and I believe that uh, there are reasons for me to be alive yeah. and to, to come to Florida and to to meet a lot of great people to to help a lot of people <laughs> help a lot of my clients to buy and ho- sell their homes and buy a home and to to be a part of a different life and to help my family to help my friends Isn't and it to ironic share. Yep. That that you um. And I just thought about this when you said it, but you help people buy homes and have like you know like that stability in their life but you came yeah. from a place where home yes. wasn't yes. always yeah. the safest place right home is supposed Actually, to be our safest yeah place. our house was bombed our house was burnt and we lost everything and uh, while i was growing up i was a baby and i was watching 
and uh, we didn't have a house. We had to move from one place all the way to another place of city to figure out where to live. And uh, I remember those days that we we moved. Uh, I mean, we had to move because the house was bombed and nothing was left, and whatever you can see is burnt houses. Uh, everything was torn out and. And people are like millions of people dying, no food to eat. And I remember days that I didn't have food to eat, and my family didn't have food to eat. And so this is this is the childhood I was going yeah. through. Yeah, and you know, as an adult and as someone who now you have, you know, the autonomy to decide over your life and the stability that moving and, you know, being in one place one time with safety and stability, how has that affected or changed your perception of of the home you want to create now? And I say this because um, I, growing up, and even I was getting into young teens, obviously in a different place in my life, but I moved a lot. And um, and I remember when I finally moved out on my own, um, I used to say, once I buy a house, I'm never leaving. I'm never moving. Because I now when I think back, I wanted that sense of safety and stability and just be in one place for long enough to feel like it was home. Yeah, yeah. So... I remember feeling that and I said, you know, when I can be on my own and I can be an adult, I'm never moving. I'm finding one place and I'm sticking to it <laughs> yeah. because the that in, that thing inside of me craved to just have stability. Yeah, you yeah. Know? Well, uh, I shall say in general, uh, we are lucky to live here in St. Petersburg, Florida. We are lucky to live in a place that we don't expect that, oh, there will be a bomb coming or there will be something going on and we will lose our life or we will lose our houses, we will lose our our mem- uh, family members or friends or neighbors. Yeah. And unfortunately, back in Kabul, that is how I grew up, by watching and, uh, of course, uh, breaking hearts and, I mean, losing your mind. Uh, I, was, I got sick. Uh, because I got sick and I ended up in in a hospital for almost a year. And finally the doctors did a lot of diagnosis that why he's... Uh, I started getting pain my entire body and neck area, shoulders was all stiff, it was not moving. It was all about the stress of watching what is happening. Wow. And uh, so the doctors came to a decision uh, with a result that it was all uh, like there are people in different ability. And uh, when you go through a very hard situation, very hard thing in life, or they are going through a trauma, some people can take it and some people cannot. Some people may die. Uh, And I was one of them that it affected on my health. Mm. And I I couldn't tolerate it. And uh, it affected on my body. So that, uh, it was painful. It was to a point that I couldn't hold myself. And that is why I ended up in hospital for a long time. I mean, and nobody should feel and experience, obviously, what you went through. Like I mean, that, I don't want anyone to go through yeah, that, and especially, 
uh, and even now watching what is happening in Afghanistan and what happened in Afghanistan uh, I mean I have a beautiful life here and I have great people I have great friends I have made a lot of most of my clients has become my very good friends I spent Thanksgiving and Christmas and 4th of July I mean we have made a lot of memories together now and we are f like family yeah. but still when I'm watching what is happening in Afghanistan it breaks my heart do you feel like isolated like almost like you're watching this but not everyone not any like everyone fully understands and grasps like the severity of what's going on yes, because we yeah. just see and, uh, so what because of that I wrote two articles uh, that I shared with the North State Journal and Tampa Bay Times mm -hmm. just because of uh, people who knows me here my friends my clients my neighbors so they understand what is going on from somebody who is from there right uh, and that was my goal and um, like today we come here to, yeah. the, to this your beautiful podcast Thank you. I said yeah I would be glad to share so people will understand better the situation that the gravity of the situation so I want to take the situation and instead of making it this broad idea I want to kind of like make something macro a little bit more micro for the yeah. sake of this conversation what exactly is the situation and the way that i've seen it and the way that i understand it is taliban basically has taken over afghanistan but what is the taliban can and it, you explain it to me how what the Taliban is yeah. Yeah, and sure. when you first had the notion of understanding what Taliban is, um, how old were you? When did you understand that this what this was? Yeah, so the Taliban is a regime of a group of people, and they have a regime. They have a structure of organization that they believe in. Uh, so it is the second time that they occupied Afghanistan or their regime is back in Afghanistan. So the first time was uh, 90, I believe it was 1995. Nine, yeah, 95. Uh, I was five year old. And uh, I was I was watching that because if, I, uh, if you remember first of the, first I said that uh, I was growing up while uh, Russia left already Afghanistan that time and it was jihadi groups were fighting with each other over Afghanistan. And, and they destroyed, I mean, all of the cities, major cities, especially the capital. So that time, the Taliban came uh, in power in Afghanistan. In 1995, that is the time frame. They were there all the way to 2001, till 9-11 happened. Right. So it's a group of people who were created in Pakistan, uh, and they start fighting alongside with Afghan people against Russia. Right. Uh, so they, Russia should leave Afghanistan and uh, and then they turn around and then they start their extreme uh, or barbaric I should say uh, regime on the people of Afghanistan and it's and, called uh, Sharia, Sharia uh, they call it Sharia law Sharia and uh, which is like I should uh, kind of uh, explain that as Isla it, is their, it is their law. interpretation this is this is their interpretation because if you go to all the religions all the religions talk about peace right. but suddenly you see there's these type of people that they come and they kill people around they destroy places they 
uh, they harm people, they hurt people. Yeah, like, like I think the way they justify it is yeah, like, like my my will say my Bible or like my it, Quran tells me that this is the way that we are going to um, interpret the yeah, religion. Yeah, yeah, that was their interpretation, and that is that is what they came up with. That they call it Sharia law. And, uh, I don't believe God. Uh, tells you not to study, not to learn. Right. I don't believe uh, because God wants you to learn. God wants you to go right, to school. Knowledge. God wants you to, le- yeah, to 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 be a doctor, to be engineer, to be an architecture, to be a singer, so you can serve your people. You can help your your people around you. Your, I mean, this is I think, God gives us the ability to learn. There's a reason. Right. But right now, the, this Taliban regime is not allowing the women to go to work, not allowing the girls school. to go to school. And I remember that when I was like a young kid, I was growing up, uh, I didn't have uh, my classmate, the, there were no girls, it was only guys. And not just guys, but we had a strict lifestyle that we cannot uh, shave your beard you have to wear the hat you have to like a specific way that they want you know yeah. uh, or you cannot listen to music you cannot play any music in a thermal right. you cannot watch movie you cannot watch TV uh, all the but can I ask you something and and excuse my ignorance about this but if they're imposing su- such strict laws, then how does like where does the zest for life come from like where does the excitement for life come from where does and honestly speaking right because obviously if you don't grow up seeing any girls and i mean this in the most respectful way possible but as you come up and start growing into adulthood how will you know how to treat women how will you understand what sex is how will you understand dancing and and having joy so if you create such a strict environment, even them themselves as the people that are instilling this very strict law, don't they get tired themselves of of being so well rigid, you know? Well, that is who they are and that is what they believe in. And uh, unfortunately, Afghanistan is suffering from this issue. I mean, from their regime. The Afghan people are always went through this hard life because first it was Russia occupation and then this Taliban now and uh, after 9-11 when the new government of Afghanistan was uh, created people had the opportunity to go back to school girls were going to school women were working at the offices Very yes and, and, uh, just living life. And, and unfortunately now they ban again so women are not able to go to work and girls are not a- able to go to school to study. And uh, I mean, it is just devastating. But how does that help people? How do you make that make sense? Uh, unfortunately, that is their belief. That is their agenda. That is mm-hmm. their regime structure. And uh, of course, it is not even respectful as if you think about as a human uh, level and human life. Yeah. Uh, I mean, God created women and men. Yeah. And uh, uh, but if you're saying no, women cannot do this, women cannot do that. I mean, what it it is, it is totally. It's uh, oppression. It, it is. It yeah. is. And uh, 
and unfortunately it is happening that is a problem that uh, it's happening again and it is going on and a lot of people are uh, suffering they are dying there a lot of people that they lost their like imagine if you were living there and you had a job and suddenly you're not able to work anymore so how you will survive. afford life yeah how you will survive yeah that is why a lot of people they flee the country and the ones that they can't they are in a very very bad situation in a very bad situation and uh, that is why uh, I think our uh, our our job is to make this more uh, like to tell people to share this uh, with the people with the world uh, some way we need to help some way we need to stop that some way we need to uh, because uh, if we can even help one person every like if I can help one person if you can help one person to get to better life to get to a better uh, just a normal human being uh, right yeah. that to live to work to ab to, to be love, able to, to be happy, yeah yeah to, yeah yeah and uh, so uh, it, it is it is very it makes me so sick honestly that to watch what has happened and the thing and, is we know that it's happening but i also feel like there's a very big disconnect of understanding truly because um it it seems like such a foreign country to us here in america it seems like such a foreign like when you talk about islam and all of those things like people they don't really truly understand and so it feels like like oh something bad is happening in afghanistan we know something bad is happening but what really is it you so know unfortunately I wish and I hope that the news media uh, in the United States should talk about the history, the relationship of United States and Afghanistan. Yeah. Because before war, Afghanistan and the United States had the greatest relationship. Right, correct. If you go to YouTube or Google and uh, if you do some search about the history of Afghanistan, you would see that the Afghanistan king and his wife was in the United States, formal traps, and uh, I mean, there was a an amazing relationship and then the war happened and then people stopped uh, kind of learning about afghanistan anymore right. they only see afghanistan as a war zone country and that's it right they don't think about the culture there the music the, the food the people yeah the the beautiful sceneries the beautiful mountains yeah nobody goes to be a tourist in Ex afghanistan like yeah. because they like the because they don't know it, they only see the news only for in a bad way like right. oh afghanistan is an, a war zone country and that's it or like a lot and of people's first um like understanding or knowing or even hearing of afghanistan was 9-11 like exactly. for a lot of people yeah. it is not it, it's not like hearing about cancun you know what i mean uh, or, yeah. or going yeah. anywhere yeah. else so a lot of the perceptions and like when we first I, I was in sixth grade, so I was a child, you know, I, I was in middle school and um, and the first time even hearing Afghanistan was directly related to hearing it on the news because of 9-11, yeah. you know, yeah. and so you grow up in a certain way and if you only, you know, as someone who works in news, um, if you only also just listen to headlines or watch, you know, share images, but you don't really do the research for yourself, there's a big part of the story that's untold, you know? And, we can uh, only tell so yeah, much on the news yeah. anyway. Actually, that is why I'm talking with my friends here, 
uh, and I uh, I asked them to uh, please do some search, yeah. like go to the internet, go to Google, go to YouTube, see the Afghanistan before war, how beautiful, how nice, uh, how uh, how a loving country it was. Yeah. And then what happened? Right. Uh, it's just heartbreaking to see what happened from where to where. Can you tell me about Ward, I think I'm going to pronounce it wrong, but Wardak Providence? Wardak Province. War, Wardak, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a province in uh, west of Kabul. It is in northwest of Kabul. So, from what I've read, and correct me if I'm wrong, that's kind of really like the birthplace of like Taliban, or like where mm, it came up. I don't think that is in the exact place. Okay. Because, uh, so... If you if you go back to the history to see what happened, I mean because now we the good thing is we have internet yeah and everything is on the internet all the histories all the reports all the med- I mean everything is there yeah so if we go back uh, Taliban was created in Pakistan and uh, through these madrasas they call it it means schools religious schools okay that was what i wanted to get yes. to like how did this the so, birth of the taliban yes. come about yeah, yeah. and uh, they were created there and uh, uh, and then they joined like with afghan people to fight against russia yeah uh, so they were created on those madrasas on those religious schools and uh, they were brainwashed there they their I should say their headquarters there mm. and even if we go back to the news that when they found Osama bin Laden it was in uh, near Islamabad the capital of Pakistan right so unfortunately Pakistan has been supporting them since years and years and years mm. and, and everyone knows it it is not something that nobody it's a knows it. Yeah. it is not anymore a secret I mean because everyone knows it it is on the internet yeah it is with the videos with the with, with with all the evidence, right? And uh, in the last twenty years that Afghanistan was fighting against Taliban, and finally they came to a peace negotiation that failed miserably. And uh, uh, and but it could have been handled in a different way, in a better way, and unfortunately it didn't. I want to talk about your career and um, you working with the military. So I was a, a defense contractor, uh, a U.S. defense contractor back in Afghanistan. A U.S. defense yeah. contractor? Yeah, like... Uh, what does that mean like exactly? That is like a company that is uh, based in the United States and it is registered here and everything, and then they they are working for the U.S. government Okay. to do a job. Yes. Like uh, we were teaching literacy services for, Af- for Afghan uh, National Army. Okay. And uh, in Kabul, so I was working from Kabul, and uh, like we had a lot of U.S. defense contractors in Afghanistan. Some of them were teaching military, some of them were teaching combat, some of them were having construction missions to build roads or different things. Right. So and yours was to teach literacy. We our our mission was to teach the teach them literacy services because a lot of people back there they didn't have the chance to learn. Right. Like those five years, there nothing happened, and also before that, the Russia was there when the fight was. Well, the Afghanistan was in the war consistently, so, so uh, people didn't had the opportunity to be educated to learn. So, so I want to make sure I understand what you're saying. So, 
your job was to teach Afghan people literacy yes. so they could Afghan work with the Army. U.S. The Afghan, Afghan Army, Army yes. so that they could work on this these missions with the United States. So they, the, we were like the the goal was to build use uh, Afghan Army again. So right. I, okay. So to get the US them back. Was learning, yes. The, I mean, the U.S. was teaching. Exactly. The, Af the to Afghan create people. to help uh, Afghan government to build their army and government and all those stuff. Okay. And uh, so one of the job was to teach them to get back in in education. Yeah. Uh, to get to to know how to read, write, and and then to go to the next levels. Right. So I, I really want to know. Um, how do you feel the U.S. handled the occupation in Afghanistan, and did you feel more safe when that was happening, or what was your perception and the people's perception of when the U.S. was in Afghanistan? So actually, uh, a few days ago, uh, I just forgot which day it was, probably two days ago, mm -hmm. uh, there was a hearing at the U.S. Congress. Congress, yes. So, uh, uh, Chief of Army uh, General Milley, uh, and uh, so the military leadership of the U.S. Army was at the Congress, and they were giving uh, their their statements, statements of what happened, what happened and what and the soldiers. And, and uh, we all uh, hear that, and we watched that. That they say that was a strategic failure, and they failed in Afghanistan. Uh, can uh, there was an opportunity? There was a better way to handle the situation. Unfortunately, it Who didn't. Unfortunately, watching how this withdrawal was, I mean, it breaks my heart to see people are falling down from the planes. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, it is, it is. I don't know. I sometimes I can't. I cannot come with a word to describe it. How hard it is. Yeah. I mean, I've cried a lot when I was watching it. I mean, how desperate someone can be to hold themselves on a wing of a plane and then falling down and dying right there. I mean, those people, they thought that, due to some reason, they thought that, okay, they will be alive and they will go for a better life. And they fall down on, on the concrete, on the streets, on the roof of other houses. and. And, and their family, I mean, what their family is going through right now, just imagine. Yeah, it makes and, me uh, sick to even think about and, it. And then the suicide attack happened and killed 200 people. Yeah. And uh, 13 youth service uh, men and women, uh, they... I'm getting emotional about it, yeah. I mean, it is, it is a very, it, it, is a, it is a very, very tragic thing, and it will be in the history Right. Uh, and uh, I could not, uh, I mean, there were nights and days I couldn't sleep. I mean, yeah, I'm living here. It's a beautiful city. I love my life here. I love my people, my friends. Yeah, but you're But aching. watching it there, seeing what is happening there. And, and your family. And, Where uh, is your family? So my family is back in Kabul, and uh, I'm, uh, I'm trying uh, to get them here, uh, unfortunately. This evacuation process was not the way that it should work out better. The evacuation process. Yes, it was. I mean, we all we all watched it. It was a failed. It was miserable. I mean, yeah. it was dangerous, and just going to that airport was. I mean, you, like you saw 
200 people died. Yeah. And those 200 people, they were trying to leave the country. Right. And, uh, and now we are hearing from the news that there are people on, that they came through that evacuation process that they, were, they shouldn't be. Because right. there is a lot of... Sex offenders and child like, molesters and criminals. I mean, they should never been allowed here or... But, I mean, this is what happened. Right, it was the messy. people was are left case. behind. Yeah. And, uh, uh, like, people like my family, that they should leave. They are still stuck there. I they mean, are left behind. I mean, what was the vetting process? What did they do? Everybody jump on? Like, well, let's, on that, come like, on, you know? when, we, when we watched that videos through the TV media, through the media and news. Mm -hmm. We can only just just think about it. What type of process was that? It makes me think, you know what it makes me think about? Um, did you watch the movie The Titanic? Yeah. When they had the boats, when the, when the ship was sinking yeah. and they just had boats and whoever could get on the boat, women and children, and just shoving people and whatever, like, it almost seems chaos, like... chaos, you know, a chaotic, chaos. Yeah. Like, and... Uh, uh, it should have never happened like that. Yeah. It should have never happened like that. So why... And and I know that this is very difficult to explain, right? Because I know that you're also trying to wrap your head around it, but who... How do they decide who does? Like, why Why did some of these people that we now know are criminals that are, are here... Um, so, I mean... Why I did should, they get the advantage? I should say... I don't say that all of... Not all of The them. people that they left or the people that they shouldn't right. maybe there are people that they they had to leave but what we are watching through the news now yeah there are people that they should have not been allowed through this process correct not all of them obviously yeah. but yeah there's like so there are percentage that were eligible and there are percentage that those people should have never been allowed and then how did they get through the system and I mean that is that's like the question we're that asking is the question ourselves. and that why it has happened like this why like why why the United States left Afghanistan like that why and, did uh, they like it just it doesn't make sense like as I said in my articles uh, uh, Afghanistan could have been the best ally to United States through the history so, like United States has been in Germany and Philippines and 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 Japan and since World War Two and I mean for years and years and there's a partnership and Afghanistan and the United States could have been partners for as many years ahead, but unfortunately politics and uh, has ruined that idea, that plan, that. Uh, uh, that taught that and and I did we I was uh, I was uh, back in Kabul that I was looking out uh, that there were some talks about military permanent military bases United States was going to build in Afghanistan and that would have that would have been great for both countries right for Afghanistan and Economy and safety, and for the United States, that will be a strategic base yes. on that area. I was just gonna ask because you know and, I have yeah. to say, what is the U.S. gonna get out of this, right? Like, and uh, the United States would have have a strategic place in Asia, South right. a Southeast Asia. Yeah. And uh, and unfortunately, because of the politics, both sides, 
it, it was is, mishandled. It, yeah, it never happened. And finally, this is the result. But I want to talk about, I want to go back to your family. I want to talk about what you're experiencing now as the having, you know, your heart in your country through your family. You yeah. have your sister there. You have your mother there. Yeah, my mom, my dad. So you have your immediate family. Um, yeah, my immediate family. What and is, uh, What's the process they for are, you? They are hiding at home. They are trying to be safe as much as possible. And now are they eating? We are, are they, do they have necessities? Like I'm, I'm helping them as much as I can. And uh, also, uh, we are like we are trying our best to get them to a third country because now we don't have U.S. embassy in Afghanistan, in Kabul, nothing is there. Mm. So now they have to go to a third country, either Tajikistan, Uzbekistan, or India, or wherever. Hopefully the situation will get a little better so people can go. And, and I hope the Taliban regime should allow people and let them to go. Because uh, right now, embassies are closed, borders are closed, the Taliban are not allowing people to go. So there is a lot of issue, a lot of I issue. Have, I have seen some videos um, and interviews where Taliban do say, um, you know, we want people to feel safe. We want people to, to you know, under this religious law, let's say, yeah. under this religious law, you know, us implementing these laws is what's going to keep these people safe. As if people didn't have, you know, the autonomy to decide what is safe for them or not, you know, fine. Um, but they truly do believe that that they're that by creating this almost like dystopian society of what they deem to be safe, they are keeping people safe. And so, um, but I did see that there's some sentiments that they do, how you said, allow these people to leave. I think that it's almost like what I've seen some of the sentiment be is like, we're creating this perfect world where we're going to give you guys what you need and keep you guys safe. And if you don't want to be a part of our perfect world where we're keeping you safe under this law, then go live a life of like, uh, I don't want to say chaos, but in their eyes, go live a life of like, of of anything that's not godly to them, you know. And well, I don't know what they mean about safety because there is a lot of people dying there. Correct. They are, they are killing people there. Uh, they say that they are not, but we don't. We are not there with a camera to show what they are doing, you know, because we don't know what is happening there. I've seen some pictures. And they are and they are they are killing people. They are they are going searching people on their homes and. Uh, unfortunately, we don't get this, the the real news from there. That what is going on there? I mean, anybody can say don't... something to the TV for other people. Of course. But what is happening is totally different. And as media as well, it's also very difficult because when, um, for example, I recently was reading up on Vice about what was happening, and most of it was photography because they don't allow the media they don't they allow will not cameras. even allow anything but uh, some of those pictures that came out that was taken secretly yeah because they didn't know that somebody's taking a picture or whatever yeah and uh, so it's it is also because we say like the media doesn't really show but um it's also difficult to be media right now there um you know this uh cnn um uh reporter was over there 
and she's walking through the streets. She is talking to Taliban and talking to them. And uh, and at one point, some of them, some of the people that were there, some of the men that were there, um, were getting kind of like, like uh, you know, upset. Like, why are they talking to a woman? And some, and it's you see the fragmented uh pieces of this, right? Because some of the men are open to talking to her and telling her, you know, like this is what we want to do, this is what we think. And then in the same crowd of some of the men that are willing to talk to her, no, 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 don't talk to her. And they move her to the side, and like, no, you're a woman. Like, we don't want to talk to you. So they're like. It's almost like they they claim to be on this one page, but everybody's doing something different. Well, uh, I agree with you, but it is very clear, it's obvious that they don't want women to succeed. They don't want women to. They don't want women to live just a normal life of a human. Why? And uh, well, on that, that that is the that is the problem of those people that is the biggest thing that we are the entire world is talking about it but they are not accepting or admitting like you come it. from a woman like where um, do you think that they know it they know it and uh, but as per their law that they call it sharia law as per their belief they have a different lifestyle for a woman to not to be at work or to not to be at school to not study to not to not have a successful life and just to depend on a man uh, which is I mean it, it is I don't know when what uh, what mind they are loving right and it is it is totally a disaster what did Anna. you think um, about when you read about those 13 soldiers that had died most recently like what did you what were you thinking in terms of of what you saw being portrayed on the news because on one side of it and you know and I'm I, I am transparent about this because I work in the news and so obviously for the US and and it's a very big loss to have these soldiers die in this way that seemed very purposeless like how they just but on the other side of it um you as someone from Afghanistan I am not saying that you know this was a very small situation because it's a big deal but seeing those soldiers die and the amount of media attention that it got how everything was up in arms you know i posted about it because i am proud to be an american i'm grateful you know that i love this country and i see a lot of people now feel some type of way about the politics of america but i'm grateful to be in this country my mom was here undocumented across the border to get here. I'm thankful and I'm grateful to be a proud, you know, Colombian American or so back to my point about these soldiers dying. But in the in the in the background of this is the chaos of a whole country experiencing constant death and people dying as well, citizens dying, doctors dying, teachers dying, accountants dying, regular, you know, people dying a taxi man driving a barber and so we give such a big focus as we should to these soldiers but I feel like we needed to go more in depth of like if if 13 American soldiers can die 
what's that to say about the rest of the people that are here in this country? When we can have Navy SEALs, the top elite groups of, of what defense is about in the military, like what does that say about the regular citizen who doesn't have this protection? You know what I mean? And I mean, it breaks my heart to see what happened and uh, I mean, how many uh, US troop soldiers, they sacrificed their life fighting for freedom there. Yeah. And at the side of them, Afghan army and Afghan people, uh, they lost their life fighting for freedom, for a better life in Afghanistan. I mean, I just, I cannot imagine what their families are going through. Uh, I mean, people lost their husbands, wife, daughter, son, mom, dad uh, in Afghanistan. And, uh, and, and now watching that what happened to Afghanistan, I, I, I mean, it just makes me sick because all their sacrifice has gone to zero now. I mean, what they fight for freedom there, for a better life, for building a better future for the Afghanistan people and for the, for the world. Right. And uh, uh, because... For us just to leave. Yeah, like uh, Afghanistan, when, when the Taliban regime was in Afghanistan and then 9-11 happened because they provided a safe heaven for the Al-Qaeda group, for the Osama bin Laden. So what happened? They attacked another country. They attacked the United States. Yeah. So we are all, I mean, the world is connected to each other. But uh, that, was a, like, that was a fight for freedom, for safety, for peace. Right. And it is just, uh, it is devastating me and devastating a lot of other people to see that how it has ended and the Taliban is back on that regime. Right. I mean, it is, it is just a disaster. And if, if, we were to, if we were to go back to Afghanistan, we as in the U.S., um, have you heard talks about that? Like, what's, what's going to happen with Afghanistan now and this relationship with the U.S.? There's no There's relationship. no relationship. There is nothing. Uh, uh, unfortunately, Afghanistan, there is n I just don't see any hope. So and, is it uh, what's going to become of Afghanistan? I mean, you know, United States uh, government, I mean, uh, the current administration said that, oh, we finished the 20-year war in Afghanistan. Yeah, America's longest war. They, they just didn't finish that longest war, but they finished and killed dreams of millions of people, all the young generation, the kids, the girls. The the uh, the guys and that they were studying at the schools, going to colleges, trying to be a doctor, engineer, or or or, or a better person for themselves and for their family and for their communities yeah. and for the world. Yeah. Their, well, come, yeah, their, what their dreams their dreams are done too, and uh, and and the, the next the next is just devastation and watching this. I mean, millions of people are suffering right now. Yeah. Millions of people there, they are suffering. They don't have food to eat. They don't have, I mean, they don't have very common thing to in 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 their daily life. I mean, I hate for this to sound so bleak and so 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 like sad. Like there is no hope. But so is there no hope then? Unfortunately, so far the way that we are watching what has happened. I just don't see any better future for Afghanistan. 
and uh, like what do we tell the people of, of Afghanistan to look forward to every I mean, day when they wake people up people of Afghanistan like, they are heartbroken they feel defeated yeah. from their friends because people of Afghanistan always counted on United States friendship they stood with the United States together and fight against the Taliban regime and and the Al-Qaeda and terrorism and now they were left alone when the United States left that was the result what happened and the Afghanistan government collapsed I mean there is a lot of reasons that we can talk forever about it yeah. but finally I want to say that this should have never happened like this yeah. there was always a better way of withdrawing troops there was always a better way of doing something better and this was not the way it should have happened and um, we're getting to the end here but I, I know that you are in the process of bringing your your family over I'm, um, I it's am, very expensive and, uh, it is very expensive and dangerous and dangerous and uh, likely uh, fortunately my sister got admission at St. Petersburg College to attend here and uh, that is what I was talking with you. Uh, I I created a fundraising so I can help them because they have to go to a third country and it is always costly to go to a third country where the U.S. embassy will be located yeah. to get to the interview, to get the finally eventual flight to the United States to yeah. come here. and. How and much money are you looking at? Uh, the, the goal for the fundraising was 30000 and, so you uh, have a GoFundMe going on right yes, now. Yes, I already have, and and uh, in that case of any donate. friends, yeah, any 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 friends who wants to donate, uh, they can get in touch with you, and I can share it with I'm you. I'm gonna put way. the in the caption for this live. Okay. I'm gonna put the link and the information you. for you. the GoFundMe. Thank yeah. you, and uh, because she's a bright girl, she wants to be a doctor. She wants to help the community. She wants to help people. She? She's 16, <sighs> and uh, she is a bright soul. Yeah, and. Uh, and and I'm I have confidence that she will do just great uh, once she's here. And I'm looking forward. I'm I I believe in it for sure that she will help a lot of people in future. I remember when and, I met you and we talked that night, and I was like, you know, Z, like, like in my heart and in my stomach, like I feel based on that night that we talked and when you told me that, like. Like she'll she'll she has to be here. She'll be here, you know. And uh, and like I'm God willing, you know, with the universe and all, all the you know energy of the world to, like God knows what's right, you know. And uh, God knows good. We are attention. praying for their safety and because this this is now a very risky and dangerous and and expensive, I mean, time that we are going through and and move. Yeah. And that is what I needed help and a lot of my friends reached out to me and. They wanted to help, and I'm very grateful for it. Yeah. And uh, hopefully, uh, she will be here and to attend the college, and to be a doctor. And and I'm I'm sure she will do a lot of. She will pay back in a great way. Yeah. To the community. Yeah. And um. Z, if people if people want to get in touch with you, if they want to know more about your story, sure. I know that you're also a writer and you're willing to, you know. Um, have these conversations with other people with media on websites and stuff for people to really understand you know the the human aspect the the people's aspect of Afghanistan 
how can people get in touch with you what's the best way do you want to I get mean, an email yeah like i have what? my email or i have my phone and uh, as i said i'm a real estate agent i, I help people to buy home and sell home here uh, yeah. and live in beautiful tampa bay and and uh, of course if uh, uh, if they have your contact information they can reach you and you you they can you can please feel free to give my contact to them okay and uh, yeah yeah please feel free and i would be glad um, to talk with what's them what's the name of the real estate company do you want to give I, it to yeah them? yeah i i work with premier Sotheby's uh, realty in st petersburg oh the yes. premier yeah yes, yeah okay. and uh, it's a wonderful uh, firm and uh, and uh, i am very uh, f- glad and i'm feeling grateful to be able uh, to help people on their new life of owning a home. Yeah. And it is, it is a big achievement for people. Z, thank uh, you so much. You're welcome. Thank, thank you, you so much for doing thank this. Thank you for having me. I want to give you a hug. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so thank much. You so much. Thank, you. thank you. Thank you for your friendship. Thank you for your beautiful podcast. And uh, I'm very happy to share information about, a little bit of information about my life. Thank you. Thank you all for those of you who tuned into the live. Thank you, everyone. Um, remember, I'm going to have the link up for the GoFundMe if you want to help Z. Um, if you are looking to get property here in St. Pete or um, if you just want to have a conversation about what's going on. Thank you all so much for tuning thank in. Thank you. Um, the podcast episode will be out later today and you can definitely tune in on all streaming platforms. Bye. Bye-bye.